It's insane how fast the unthinkable becomes the normal. By the middle of October, my new routine was as predictable as my old one had been. I went to class, I ate lunch. Sometimes I'd see Jake in the hallway or as I was walking into school, and we'd hug, and he'd ask me how I was doing. If he was with Emma, she'd hug me and ask how I was doing also. Sometimes I'd just pass a group of cheerleaders without Jake, and all of them would have to hug me and ask how I was doing. Once, when Mia and I were coming back from Starbucks, and we ran into Jake and Emma and Stacy Shaw and the Baylor twins in the parking lot, she witnessed this phenomenon and said there weren't enough minutes in a free period for her to do coffee runs with me anymore. I went over to Mia's a couple of times, and the soccer team had a party and they invited me, but all those things were just a way to pass the time. My life, my real life, was, just as it had been until sophomore year, with Olivia. Every day after school, and every Saturday afternoon, and every Sunday morning, I'd get on the train, or into my mom's or my dad's car, and head into the city to Olivia's hospital room. We'd do homework together, or not do homework together, or talk trash, or when mouth sores from the chemo made it hard for her to talk, communicate via a sign language we invented that made us crack up, but that drove everyone else in the room totally batshit. On Saturday mornings, we taught dance class together, or she taught the class while I said vague, encouraging things from the sidelines. Instead of dancing together, we were waiting for Olivia to get better together. Everything had changed, but nothing had changed. It was still me and Olivia, in our own world. One afternoon, just as I was walking out of history, my last class of the day, and doing a mental check of what I had to get from my locker before I left the building to go home and meet my dad so he could drive me into Manhattan, Mrs. Greco called. Because it was her hospital room's landline, which Livy called me from if her hands were shaky, which sometimes happened from the chemo, I'd assumed it was Livy. So when I picked up, I said, Yo! in this way we have. Zoe, said Mrs. Greco. Oh, Mrs. Greco, I'm sorry. That's just this dumb thing Livy and I do. Yes, it's Zoe. No, that's fine, said Mrs. Greco. I understand you two have your... things. Mrs. Greco was one of the people who was not especially fond of our private sign language. I'm calling because Olivia is too tired to have visitors today. Her counts are so low. She's just wiped. Even though the chemo was over, Olivia's red and white blood cells still had to come back, like flowers growing in a post-apocalyptic landscape. While that was happening, she didn't have much energy. The day before, she'd dozed off twice while I was there. I don't mind being there even if she's asleep, I said. Mrs. Greco didn't come right out and say no. We're hoping a transfusion's going to give her some pep, she told me. It's scheduled for later this afternoon. She's like a vampire, I joked. I don't know if the idea was objectively funny or not, but I really think Livy would have laughed. Her mom did not. I suppose so, she said. Anyway, I said, I'm sure she'll feel better after she gets the transfusion. Of course she will, said Mrs. Greco firmly, and then she'll be up for visitors again. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. She'll call you, Mrs. Greco said. At the far end of the hallway, I saw Jake and Calvin standing by their lockers. They were talking to each other. I almost went over to say hi to Jake, 
But Calvin had his arm draped around this senior girl, and for some reason, that made me feel weird about going over to them. When I got home, my dad was in the kitchen working on his laptop. I told him we wouldn't be driving into Manhattan to see Livy. Then I jerked the door of the refrigerator open, looked inside, grabbed a bottle of seltzer, then slammed the fridge shut loudly enough that my dad jumped a little. Are you okay? he asked. You seem a little mad. I seem a little mad? Yeah, I'm a little mad. I put my hands on my hips and glared at him, and it was like all those times I'd managed to contain my anger, all those annoying seatbelts and bathroom locks and two hot macchiatos that I'd been tolerating for the past several weeks just exploded. The stupid doctors give Olivia all of this medication that's supposed to make her healthy.